Hello, hello, and good evening. On a Wednesday, a slightly different day for recording our podcast because it's a special episode of Plastic Climate Future.com. And as you've heard, we also have a special guest today, and uh, our special guest today that was singing with me is Pedro. Who is Pedro? Pedro, I'm <laughs> I'm the one who does the post for the social media, and the ones who likes to bring you our our new content. Great, and uh, Pedro is here with me because uh, he was actually also attending a summer school at uh, in Ferrara where we had the chance to record this special episode. Pedro, tell us more about uh, why have you been and uh, what have you done in Ferrara? So yeah, we, we've we been there, me and Matt, for um, I've, I've been a student there um, for an international uh, school on circular economy, where I spent uh, most of the two weeks with uh, the different participants and most of the, um, of our guests today. And I would like to share that it was a very enriching experience. And I think it's very important to have these types of communication and knowledge sharing between not only the professors and the, the, the speakers, but also connecting between us. Like the, the sustainability area needs this type of communication and this type of, um, how can I say, not correlation, but knowledge sharing. To advance and propose new ideas and new ways of doing stuff just to to advance great and uh, yeah we've had the chance to talk with the other participants about the topics that we cover here usually with john and uh, tonight we bring those topics and those impressions and perspectives from the different participants from all over the world from Morocco, Brazil to Italy, and now to your speakers. Yeah, exactly, Matt. Let's go and start with the first guest, Sara. We have here our first guest. Who are you? Hi, everyone. I'm Sara. I study environmental assessment and management at the University of Bologna. Great. Um, so you attended the course here and uh, we learned today uh, and yesterday a bit about material innovations driving circular economy solutions. And uh, we have a couple of questions. What do you think is missing today to scale up these innovations for the industry? I think that the key point there is missing is not the knowledge, but the communication in the uh, between the sector and inside the company itself. I think there are missing some people with the interdisciplinary uh, competence to uh, connect different uh, uh, innovative solutions that are already existing. I don't think we need to invent new strategies or new stuff, but just to get uh, to know more and uh, uh, create a, a huge network uh, to explore how to apply this strategy, not to invent anything new, just how to apply it. Cool. So it's uh, a lot about collaboration, right? Um, we also talked during the course a bit about the targets, you know, how to reach 
the climate goals and uh, in this context also talked about circular economy being a solution. Yeah, with the background now, do you think, just like your honest opinion, do you think it is possible that we're going to reach these targets until 2050? So we have more, no, less, no, more than 20 years. I think uh, we can do it. I mean, uh, we have to put a lot of effort, but we already have everything to create a circular system. And so I'm a positive person, so I, so I would say, yes, we can do it. <laughs> we just need to communicate more and uh, put uh, more effort into it. Perfect, perfect. I like this optimism of this young generation. Um, Sarah is sitting in front of me and I see she's much younger than I am. So yeah, I can definitely uh, say that this is the positive spirit of the younger generation. So last question. In your opinion, which role does early stage circular economy education play for the implementation of circular economy business model? You already mentioned a bit, like we already have a lot, but do you, I mean, you are now someone in a special position because you chose to learn more about it, to educate. Is it a special course, a special type of education, or do you think we have enough already in, in, in schools, uh, in uh, universities, or is it something that is still going to grow? I think that uh, uh, early stage education can help us to... Uh, implement and introduce more uh, technology in uh, our uh, model thinking because the young generation are more uh, able to learn fast new technology and uh, apply faster to every sector, also economy. Great. Uh, thanks. I think uh, it's great to hear this positive uh, and uh, motivated young people and uh, have this trust in this new generation. Right, Pedro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome to, to see that my peers, my colleagues, I'm, I'm also young, I like to believe uh, in that, um, that it's nice to see that we are building like uh, these relationships, these connections that will help shape a better, a better future, uh, a more sustainable world and a more sustainable economy. And now next to me is Andres. And Andres came from Brazil to join this course about circular economy and he also was one of the most active participants in the course. So Andres, uh, tell us a bit more about your background. I'm an industrial engineer. I, I work in Brazil and I'm here in Ferrara doing the summer school. So yeah, I was trying to enlarge my, my knowledge with the opportunity to know more people, interesting people, and I think I reached my goal. Cool, very nice. Um, one uh, thing that we learned, uh, it was a lot about, you know, material innovations, material innovations driving circular economy solutions. And um, what do you think, also maybe from your Brazilian perspective, what do you think is necessary to drive these solutions to a scale? Because we know it's still a niche, right? Well, first of all, I think that there's need to create awareness. Uh, because as long as you have more people engaged knowing what you are actually talking about and what are the technical aspects regarding this, this, this topic, it is easier for you to discuss and try to think out of the, out of the, out of the box. 
So yeah, first of all, I think it's awareness. After that, well, there are some specific issues that should be considered, like trying to close the loop, uh, try to understand how things correlate with each other and how to actually foster sustainability, considering each single step of, of this particular issue when we do collect the loop. So that's the second thing. Uh, then probably it should be to work under collaboration because it's like you, you cannot try to implement any kind of sustainability uh, response uh, without collaboration. There's no, you need to work as a constellation in order to write. So that's what I think. Yeah, we've heard this collaboration uh aspect already before i think that's very important and now you came here to you know learn a bit more about circular economy concepts about implementation what do you think is the role of education on circular economy especially like early stage education in, you know for young for the young generation and um yeah education about implementing concepts into the industry. Do you think it's going to help to drive these more to scale? Sure, sure. Uh, as I was saying, the, the first uh, requirement, as I said, is uh, awareness. Awareness, acknowledge. So once you, you know what you're talking about, then you are probably going to go on the right direction instead of having just good intention. So uh teaching uh learning from who's in the in the market for who is driving the the change in a high level it is really important because you can uh, absorb all of these uh, intentions which are most of or most of them at this moment and try to think in new alternatives new perspective and be the real driver of change so for me, it's crucial to have this young generation, people from 18 or maybe less, you know, in the, the secondary school, just to try to understand uh, these issues and then to get the technical knowledge during university. Uh, and because it, it, it is a transversal question, like you, you can engage with people uh, studying uh, law, uh, people studying engineering, management and economics uh, marketing you know because uh it, it is universal so you just have to know and once you get like this uh broad knowledge transversal knowledge with with uh many people young people then for me would be a, a key driver to enable the the, the change which is also is needed and um we talked a lot about uh circular economy strategies in Europe. Um, you're coming from Brazil. Do you see a big difference there? Yeah. Yes, there's there's a big difference because here in Europe, you have a European Union uh, working really hard, giving too much money, with doing scholarships and research projects. And it's something like there's more awareness. And in Brazil, South America, it's like a new concepts and people are trying to figure it out okay what well, what is this about oh that's nice so how how can we do it like in general there are some uh, particular industries who 
uh, trade with with Europe, with, which are much aware and trying to make the the, the innovators. But uh, in general terms, I would say like it's in a first stage, so that's a bit different. And yeah, that's that. Cool. Yeah. Thanks a lot. That was a very interesting insight across the borders of uh, Europe. So I hope uh, now you're going back to Brazil and uh, you're going to be the key driver of circular economy there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. That's one of my intention of being here just to get to update my knowledge and be uh, one particular person to, to develop this issue there. Thanks. Great. Thanks a lot. And uh, now I got hold of someone very interesting because it's one of the organizers of the course. So the most important question, what is your opinion on the role of education to drive circular economy solutions into industrial scale? And first, before you answer this question, tell us who you are. <laughs> Hello everyone, so I'm Sofia Azni, working as a coordination um, and tutor in a training and vocational center that is called Trentoform, located in a small city in Emilia-Romagna region in the north of Italy. So um, I can say that education in this moment is very important to improve uh, all the knowledge um, and all the new uh, we can say approach to the circular economy that we are currently having and updating uh, so yeah I work in the field of education so for me it's very important to educate people but also for the companies who still need to update themselves and to insert in their companies young uh, people that are still learning and updating themselves about what is new what can be applied and also to renovate what is already um, been made in the past so yeah this is my opinion so you spoke about companies also being interested in the transformation what is their interest to participate in the course is it only education is it uh, building up skills uh, why do you think they are now interested in uh, building up knowledge for circular economy so I think majorly uh, because of all the funds that has been placed uh, for the green economy uh, a lot of companies are now interested in knowing and having more knowledge on uh, everything that is um, we can say uh, linked to circular economy recycling and green economy in general but yeah we can see that nowadays um, we have a lot we can say an open mind to learn more about circular economy not for everyone but uh, majorly the companies working a lot with um, foreign countries are open to learn and they also want to uh, we can say uh, insert no like uh, new people and young people that has like new knowledge so yeah we can we think that it's important and at the same time we have a good feedback from the companies so we just hope that we'll spread around the area and like grow more and more great um, and now because you're not a material scientist I'll ask you this question anyway uh, what role do you think knowledge about materials 
place for circular economy solutions? I'm not a scientist, but I think the knowledge about materials and mostly uh, to know the impact that has on the globe, it's super important, mostly for common people that um, only with like uh, common shopping uh, or groceries uh, can make things maybe get better. So I think it's really important to uh, give this knowledge to everyone, from the young people, the children, to the old people. And maybe by changing the routine, uh, we can just like uh, change a lot of things. Great, you just confirmed that uh, the Plastic Climate Future mission is a good one. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Sophia. Thanks to you. Wish you a good day. And now I have a very special person next to me uh, coming again from another continent. So we already had someone from South America, from Brazil. And now we have someone from the African continent, from Morocco, and it's Asma. Tell us first more about you. What is your background? Hello, everyone. Uh, I am Asma Blanche from Morocco. I launched the social enterprises in Rabat with the program of cultural exchanges and also a program that empower women through uh, art, education and cultural exchange, which uh, allow them to uh, produce eco-friendly products, handmade products, uh, innovant, uh, until market access and access to resilience also. Great. Um, so you're also not from a material background, but we talked a bit about materials during the course. Uh, was it helpful for you? Did you learn something new? And uh, did you do you perceive the role of material innovations now differently? The courses was very important for me because I acquire uh, technical knowledge that I don't have before because I am from uh, artistic background, and um, it, I consider that it is very important to understand what we are doing if we are doing it well or not for the uh, planet and also in the future to transmit all what I have acquired here to all my women and my community. Great. Um, and uh, one thing that we are also talking about is uh, are we going to achieve you know, the climate goals and uh, in that discussion we touched upon the Paris Agreement and one interesting thing that you mentioned is that something similar like you know, uh, nationwide or something like a governmental driven strategy towards sustainability which uh, yeah was recognized mostly in the Paris Agreement in 2015 was already stated before this time in uh, Morocco. Can you tell us a bit more about this? I found this super interesting. Yes, uh, I was very surprised to see that the Paris Agreement was adopted in uh, 2015. And in Morocco, uh, in 2010, uh, La Charte pour l'Environnement have been adopted and a big uh, program for uh, the development of uh, uh, green economy, green energy have been uh, established with the goal to have an equilibrium be between economy, social uh, interest, and uh, the development of the country. So 
now we have uh, the electric uh, green electric modular we have uh, uh, we use wind we use sun we use um, uh, rec recycled the, the water from the, the sea we have uh, green enterprises we launched our first electric car and there is a big project uh, because we we are not uh, a country with petrol and uh, it was important for us to have green energy and independence to it and now the vision is in the future is to sell our energy to uh, other country in Europe and Africa yeah and um Thanks a lot. I think this is this is very important uh, to see that it's not only Europe that is driving the circular economy. Um, but as I as I understand, you don't really call it a circular economy. But do you still recognize the circular economy principles in uh, this uh, strategy? To me, there is there isn't circular economy. There is multiple circular economy because uh, it's up to us to adapt. To uh, our uh, reality, the circular economy principles. So for me, there is, it's not something uh, that you can make in the square and follow it. No, you have to be innovative, to be creative, and to develop what you learn and adapt it to the way you are living, your culture, your background, and also the reality of your community. Great. Thanks for having you with us and I uh, wish you good luck and I see you're a very motivated uh, woman and uh, a dr big driver of change, so good luck with this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, now next to me is Leonardo. Leonardo, tell us more about your background. Okay. Hi, my name is Leonardo. I'm Italian and I'm from uh, Foggia, uh, it's a small city in Apulia region in Italy. Then I have an economical background because I have a master's degree in uh, business administration and now I am a PhD in applied economics and I'm following a course uh, managed by University of Foggia in uh, economics and finance of territorial sustainability. And then I have a particular interest, uh, scientific interest in uh, business uh, agricultural business model development because uh, I want to uh, put in my research uh, uh, project the green transition mm -hmm. in agri-food uh, sector because I think uh, is a uh, obvious transition in the, this sector. And so we talked also today about uh, actually agricultural crops as a material innovation that drives not only technological product design but also entire regenerative and circular business models. Um, what do you think needs to be done to scale up these innovations on into the industry? Uh, okay, I think that uh, one of the most important things in agricultural sector is to uh, invest in uh, uh, technology, uh, obviously in uh, uh, energy technology. In fact, in my uh, research project, uh, pro uh, project, I want to study the uh, agrivoltaic uh, technology. It's a technology based on uh, agrivoltaic uh, uh, technology and uh, in, this, in 
and uh, in this way you can uh, continue with the normal co cultural crops and uh, at the same time you can produce energy uh, by the photovoltaic panels because these, these photovoltaic panels are particular and are um, positioning uh, on uh, four meters uh, on the ground and this is way you can continue with the uh, crops uh, normal crops at the same time produce energy so that's a very interdisciplinary expertise that is needed and um, you know we already had a couple of uh, uh, times the the aspect of collaboration and uh, interdisciplinarity in the collaboration what was your uh, most surprising takeaway from the course that you didn't think about yes um, this course was really interesting for me because uh, uh, was the possibility to improve my knowledge in sustainability and in circular economy process uh, in particular I found uh, a lot of interesting in the um, uh, B Corp certification and uh, uh, in social benefit the company because I think um, that uh, is um, important to improve this type of uh, society in, uh, in agriculture too. Yeah, thanks a lot. I hope uh, you're gonna now uh, have a positive uh, view on circular economy and also some power to drive this mission forward. And uh, we're happy to maybe hear you back again in some other podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, Kara, tell us first more about uh, your background, where you're coming from, and especially what is your professional background. Hello to everybody. Uh, of course, it's a pleasure to be here with you. <laughs> I'm from Piacenza in Italy, even if uh, I developed myself a bit around, of course, Italy and also Europe. So I start uh, with a background in, uh, in industrial design and communication, moving then to the Netherlands, doing information design and research, so research and analysis, coming back to Italy and specializing in interaction design, in particular like artificial intelligence for sustainability. So right now I'm just uh, getting crazy on a European project about uh, how to use uh, right, AI for sustainable design. You seem su such a smart person. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I, I didn't get like half of the terms. Uh, I, I'm just too stupid to get them. So, <laughs> But um, so now we are a material podcast or a podcast that is specifically talking about material innovations, driving circular economy solutions. So what was your takeaway? Away from uh, the couple of topics that we touched upon, you know, new materials, uh, new plastics, and so on. What is, what do you think is their role in driving circular economy business models? I think it's quite mandatory, you know, because uh, generally, like uh, in uh, the society, we think about uh, we just need an object, uh, and starting from the concept of raw material, it really is uh, a game changer, because if you start to perceive everything as a row base you change all the line product and in particular you can really make a huge change through simple things simple choices that you really need to take care of and I think it can make a huge impact on everything and also the research that is behind this material is impressive and the creativity that you need to do that it's even more like you really see like how people are 
approaching this new way of thinking and how they can try to innovate uh, like um, uh, human history because you know we always play with material we just made different things and we are really like going forward to something more simple clean and better for everybody that's uh, very good to hear because that makes us material nerds feel like we are needed here in this world <laughs> one last question um, so you came here to educate yourself a bit uh, or gain some more knowledge uh, what do you think is the role of early stage education about circular economy strategies um, what, what role does it have to implement scalable solutions like because it's something very new right now there is not so many courses it's a very special course um, and now after being part of it uh, do you perceive it as a, as a necessity to drive it more or is it more still a very spe special field of knowledge I think it should be mandatory for everybody because at the end uh, it's not really different than like study math or literature it's like uh, an ABC that you need to learn uh, as soon as possible uh, because it's not just about uh, changing behavior but it's also about changing the society and this little more knowledge can help you uh, be more conscious and more aware and self-aware about uh, your day day by day choices uh, that at the end can have a huge impact on uh, the future for everyone so mandatory great it's uh, I must say I'm also Chiara sitting in front of me she's uh, as, as uh, many of, of the other people here much younger than I am <laughs> so <laughs> it's nice to hear this positive and motivating and uh, really optimistic thoughts and words from, from this new young generation thanks a lot Chiara thanks to you and it's really important to be super positive about the future <laughs> thank you oh, that's a very good statement that's really? really good and now we have a surprise guest who are you? Hello everybody, my name is Jeanette. I come from Forlì, a little town in the north of Italy, and I work for an Italian winery, so spreading the excellence of our production abroad. So how was it today having so much nerdy material science and uh, what do you think about the role of materials for circular economy innovations? So actually, I, I come from uh, a company that, of course, has uh, a great connection with uh, earth. So uh, being a natural product like the grapes coming from our uh, fields, it's very important to respect the nature during the process and have uh, uh, less uh, inter intervent during production with pesticides or other chemicals. This is the first topic. Uh, that is also pushing the, for example, organic production uh, 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 in the wine sector. But in terms of materials, we have also to consider uh, the, the process, resources, so energy and the packaging in particular. And this is the tricky point because during COVID, we experienced the uh, crazy trends in the in this in this uh, field. Uh, for example, the uh, skyscraping uh, cost of energy. So 
so we are looking for strategies to be a little bit more self-sufficient in terms of energy needs and uh, of course the transition to green uh, renewable energy is a key point for the future and also in the packaging uh, because uh, wine business is considered to be like a luxury and very um, I to say um, kind of product that really need a good look and appearance also to attract the young generation so we are in the point that uh, there's an open discussion how we can reduce uh, for example the use of glass which is uh, not really a renewable and uh, because it's high consuming uh, process to reduce uh, the glass so today we had an example on how agricultural crops can be not only used for one purpose but can actually spark innovation along the entire value chain. Was there something enlightening now to you that you can also take home to your work and that you can uh, use as an inspiration to think more holistically in circular design aspects? So you, you said that the key word, which is holistic, uh, because uh, for very small companies like mine, it's very difficult to think, uh, you know, so widely. Uh, and they have, like, the perception that alone having this fight against, uh, you know, waste production and the climate change, etc., is really difficult. So we really need uh, to create more communication uh, strengthen partnership with the university and other kind of entities, ONGs that are willing to contribute on this transition. Uh, so um, in Italy, we are always like uh, competing each other, fighting for our place in the world to get the more market share, etc. So the f the first change have to be in our mindset and uh, in the uh, business culture. Yeah, great, and that's great to hear that um, even for people in the wine business uh, we can provide some inspiration as material nerds <laughs> and uh, we have a meaning in this world. Thank you very much, Jeanette. Thank you to you. Very nice to meet you, Matt. Ciao. Yeah, this was it. Um, you see many perspectives but still a consensus in uh, the mission towards a more sustainable future with materials. So we keep the optimism and uh, hope you enjoyed it and uh, look forward to having some of the guests also for a full, full podcast episode. What do you think, Pedro? Yeah, I think it would be a great idea. This this vibe, this, these ideas of knowledge sharing, I think they are very important. And just let's bring them to, the, to our ne next series. Let's keep in touch with them. <laughs>